Hello, my friends. Welcome to episode 68. I think I'm going to get that right this episode. Episode 68 of the Brent Pella Show uh, with a good new friend of mine, Maddie Smith, homegirl out of New York, stand-up comedian out of New York, uh, star on the show Wild and Out, which, uh, as some of you might have heard, I, I just got cast on. Super fun, very exciting, had an awesome time. Um, Maddie is hilarious. She's been on the show for three seasons now, and we dove into her background. It was a big comedy-heavy episode, so I hope you guys are into that. And if you're not, then you're just going to have to sit through some fun, happy, positive vibe comedy conversation. We talked about her um, background in stand-up, improv, how she got on the show, her experience on it and uh, industry stuff and how comedy is changing um, in the world today and how entertainment is changing in the world today. Really cool. Cool chick. Good friend. Fun new friend. Uh, this episode is brought to you by Blue Blocks. Blue light blocking glasses. They're having a huge sale through June. Use promo code SAVE20 or SAVE25. If your purchase is $160 or more, uh, you'll get 25% off. Use promo code SAVE30 for 30% off. Um, I think that's good for... Uh, a little bit higher, $250 or more. Or use promo code BRENT for 15% off any purchase at blueblocks.com. My favorite blue light blocking glasses, B-L-U-B-L-O-X.com. And buy optimizers. Uh, the best supplement company I've ever worked with or tried. Uh, Magnesium Breakthrough is their main product right now. And I've been using it for a couple years. Helps with muscle recovery, helps with uh, anti-inflammatory stuff, um, helps relax, you know, helps me chill out. And I, I've been taking it for a while. I highly recommend it. Get a discount at magnesiumbreakthrough.com slash Brent Pella. They'll also send you a free book called the Biological Optimization Blueprint um, with a bunch of cool information and facts and, and research-based data to help you optimize your health and not be a big old piece of poop, you know? Because no one wants to do that. So, that being said, um, guys, please enjoy this episode with my good new friend, Maddie Smith. How long are you in LA for? July 6th. Okay, cool. And you have a bunch of shows? Yeah, mix. Yeah, yeah. Unfortunately, I have to leave this weekend because my grandma died. Oh, no. I'm sorry. Yeah. Terrible timing on her part. I yeah. was like, <laughs> you realize I'm in LA, right? <laughs> so, I, I miss a whole weekend of, but that's okay. Because it's mostly for, you know... The hanging and stuff like that. Yeah. And then July 4th weekend is kind of a wash because... Yeah, that's definitely a wash. Yeah. But if you can get in some good shows, that's fun. Yeah. Um, what was the first thing you did when you got back from the shoot? Um, what was the first thing you did? The first thing I did was... I think I sat in my... Uh, Airbnb, uh-huh. just in silence. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, okay, we're done. That is so weird. I was like, I wasn't hungover because I smoked enough weed uh-huh. to numb the alcohol. Yeah. But I kind of just sat there and was like, all right, what do I have to do now? Yeah. You like pick up the pieces from everything you abandoned for the last two weeks. It, you really yeah. feel like you abandoned everything. Mm-hmm. Everything. Yeah. Those two weeks, I literally... Uh, didn't respond to texts, nope. emails. Yeah, totally. And I thought I would. I thought I would have some time to like, yeah. oh, let me handle this thing. Yeah. Let me schedule no. this. Nothing. 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 Yeah, I like revisited my podcast. I was like, okay, here mm-hmm. we go. Back yeah. to the regular <laughs> yeah. programming. And uh, yeah, I texted a bunch of people back. There were some people who I texted who lived in LA who I like accidentally ghosted. Yeah. I was like, can I hang out? And then they were like, oh, blah, blah, blah. And then I never responded. So I had to do some <laughs> administrative apologies. <laughs> yeah. Administrative. 
administrative yes. work on your life? Administrative stuff. Yeah. So I yeah. did that and then just kind of fell asleep yeah. for a while. I, um, I, I got back and I started editing a video that I mm-hmm. hadn't done yet. And as soon as I opened it, I just felt this like fatigue yeah. come over. I was like, fuck, man. Yeah. Now I got to Now I got to re- rewire my whole brain rewire. to do this. I know. Because for those two weeks mm-hmm. we were out there. It was like waking up. Is this and tell me if this is how mm-hmm. you usually experience that show. I was waking up every day trying to think of ways to like insult people. Yeah, totally. Every day. Yeah, every like day. how can I make fun of mm-hmm. this guy? Yeah. What can I say that's mean about every day? This yeah. person. Yeah. Um, and I'm not used to that because I don't like really making fun <laughs> totally. of people. Totally. I know. Right. You're uh-huh. just like eyeing people up. Yeah. It's such a stressful thing because you, you you have to sleep and knowing you have to wake up the next day and write like 10 different jokes yeah. for all these fucking games. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, that's that's just it. Like I didn't look out my window of my shuttle at all because yeah. I was like on the phone the whole time. Same. If mm-hmm. anyone told, asked me what San Bernardino looked like, I would be like, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. All I know is the lobby of the element uh-huh. and the stage. <laughs> yeah. I, did, I like barely, yeah. when I was getting my hair done, all I was doing was on my phone. Yep. That's the worst part of the season is like if you are pretty new or if you're like more stand up focused and less of an influencer, you really have to like crush. Yeah. Or like no, like, oh, I got to come with jokes today. I'm not high enough in the show where I'm just like a character. Yeah. And I can like float it off. I noticed that. Yeah. Yeah. Some people have a status where they can get by based yeah. on who they are, which, totally. is, which is fine. That's part Love of the show. That. That's how the show was Love created. That. Yeah. 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 But, but for me, not it's like, for me. Either. I got to have yeah. my little checklist. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I would put together like a, my own like football, they called it, yeah. that they would send out. I'll put my own together yeah. for whatever day I was on the show totally. with like each game. Mm-hmm. Joke A, joke B, yeah. if somebody else uses that joke yeah, yeah, already, yeah. you yeah. know, um, wild. It's wild. Wild. And the three episode a day thing is a lot. I know like one, ep- one day I was so everything was piled on in the first two episodes and the third episode I hadn't even looked at the stuff and mm-hmm. I was like oh yeah this is a bad look for me yeah. <laughs> you know? even though you did well in two episodes you're like oh I don't have anything for the green screen game fuck yeah, dude that was my that was the hardest game for me it was it's hard I thought it was gonna be the easiest because I, yeah. I I've done improv for so long but then yeah but you had like, good oh, scenes man. where you supported Yes. And you also had the sex education one, which was good. Oh, that's right. Yeah. I did do that one. Yeah. Okay, that was fun. Uh, Godfrey was really fun to work with on those. He's so fun. That dude yeah. is so nice. a monster yeah. of, of comedy. Yeah. He is hilarious. He's amazing. Do you know him pretty well from New York? I only know who he is. I never met him. Mm-hmm. He's more of like a seller comedian. Yeah. And so when they told me he was coming, I was pretty excited. Because yeah. he's very like present and very. normal. And yeah. like anyone who comes on the show and is like a stand-up... You're like, all right, we're going to vibe. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Uh, And he's an old school dude. He's like totally OG, OG. Did you know that the show was like this or did you have any like idea that it was like this when you were first auditioning for the show? Um, I had no idea. I actually thought it was more, more like full, like, um, freestyle rapping and stuff like that. Oh, okay. I thought it was more like totally, I guess I didn't really know what to expect. Mm Mm-hmm. I didn't know that there would be like an order to things to like the games. I didn't, I, to, when you watch the show, you, it looks way less prepared than, which is the goal, right? Yeah. But I didn't know that there would also be like, like in the baby mama, you're like, you're after blah, 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 blah. Right, 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 right. Um, so the, the structure of it is something I didn't know about. Yeah. And yeah. Take me through that first like process when you were, auditioning for it how did Mm -hmm. you how did you get the audition 
So I do roast place. battles in New York City. Oh, you do? Years, yeah. It's fucked up. Wow. Yeah. So yeah. you were ready, kind of. I guess so. For yeah. Roast type stuff. I did a ton of roasting. I did the stand roastmasters and New York wow. Comedy Club roast battle, Fight Club. Which what is drew you to roasting stuff? Literally, just people told me to do it. You know, really? when you start and you're like, I'll do whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm I not w- obsessed with. You know, I like being. I'm not. I'm not. Everyone's like, you like being mean. I'm like, no, I just do whatever people tell me to do. Yeah. <laughs> and when I started stand up, this this show called Fight Club was like getting pretty big. Yeah. Within like kind of like open micers, so mm-hmm. it was kind of it was a cool way to like get your jokes out there and meet more people. And then from Fight Club, I started doing the roast battle at New York Comedy Club. Mm-hmm. And then I started doing was roast that, masters at the stand. Was the roast battle at New York Comedy Club connected to the one at the store out here? Was it the no, same folks? Rel Battle. I don't know if you know yeah. him. Yeah. I know who that is. I think he started the roast battle at New York Comedy Club. And then I think brought there it might have been to some LA? drama. Oh, some drama. Okay. With the roast some battle. drama. Because I know Brian ran it. Brian. Brian. Um, Moses. Oh, damn it. Yeah. yeah yes. Yeah, yeah. Brian Moses. Yeah. He ran yeah. it in L.A. And I was always super intimidated. I never did mm-hmm. it, but I loved going to yes. it. Roast, the Comedy Central roasts are like my favorite things to watch. So fun, yeah. The live roast battle in mm-hmm. LA was my favorite show ever. Yeah. But I was always way too intimidated to do it. Yeah, it is. Um, my first few, there was a learning curve. Uh, I think my first roast battle at Fight Club, I crushed. And then the second, it's like doing stand-up. You crush and then you bomb. You don't know why you bombed. Yeah. And you're like, okay, I got to figure this out. Yeah. And then I started like doing well more and more and more. And then once it got to the big time at like the clubs and like the Roastmasters at the stand was ahead of YouTube following because Luis Gomez hosted. Oh, right. So yep. all the videos would have like all these comments. And my only motivation was to not have mean comments. Yeah. Because people would be like, <laughs> wow, she sucks. And you're like, all right, I need to be fully prepared yeah so my first roast battle at the stand was against karen margolis boom crushed her out of the park no offense karen you did what you did <laughs> we love you but karen. we love you karen <laughs> and then i just can't and then i think i did another a tournament with the roast battle blah blah i just like in the in 2017 i think i did like 40 roast battles like mm-hmm. so many between all the clubs and stuff wow and so by then wow yeah so then when someone I know posted like while and out is auditioning roast battlers and rap battlers. I was like, well, I have all these YouTubes and I also battled Jacob Williams on a, on one of the roast battles. I'm like, I'm and he was already on wild and out. He had already been on wild out for like years. So I sent them that. And then I got the audition and I think the audition, they accepted a lot of people because I got there and I thought it was going to be like my call time was 2 p.m. and I was like in and out, mm-hmm. and they of course it was hours behind. Millions of people yeah. there, and yeah. I'm like, I got discouraged by the minute. But then people were coming out and they were telling us what the audition was like. They're like, it was so easy. You just and you're just waiting up, for hours, waiting, right? Talking yeah. to people, just like freaks. Where was it? What at the what was Viacom the venue? office in like Times Square? Room? No, it's just a Viacom office in offices? Times Square. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So I sent I sent in my my roast masters videos and they accepted me and then i auditioned in front of nick and niall annie and shelby and a couple other people and just did stand up and then they're like what else you got and i was like i have some bars for the big mac because i looked at all the people on the cast and i was like i have some bars and i said something about him losing his feet from diabetes blah 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 people were coming out from the audition and they were telling us what it was like so i was like okay i'll be ready yeah. And then that same day there was a callback 
And the same day? Same day. They're like, stay for the callback. So your that first audition where you're doing stand up, is that just you solo in and the solo. room in front yeah. of the producers? So they saw everybody one by one. One by one. Holy shit. Yeah. That's insane. No wonder Nick is in the back in a hoodie. He's probably sleeping half the time. He's sleeping. Yeah, I think he's sleeping. Wow. So you how how long was your stand up that you did? Was it like, like two like minutes? Four minutes four of stand up, yeah. Wow. Pretty funny. It was like kinda awkward. Yeah. So then they tell you to stick around for the callback. And they say yeah, they say it it was they're like it was kind of like American Idol. They're yeah. like, all right, let's see what you can do in the callback. And you're like, wait, what? <laughs> I think I literally was like, I'm going to Hollywood. And yeah. they're like, okay, get out of here. And then they made us wait because it was also filmed. It was also like a production. Yeah. Because it ended up being a YouTube like documentary. Oh thing. right, like so that's Road also to Wild why and out or yeah, Road to Wild yeah. and Out. So I think that's also why they did. Like a bunch of people got called back that I don't think were. It was more for the. So then in the callback, yeah. we all waited and they did a two-team wild style, which was like so insane. I had my bars ready. Yeah. So these people were going up there trying to freestyle. I got in per wild style, cooked with some four bars. Yes. And then like did so well that at the end of the wild style, I was like, if I don't get this, then it's a casting thing. Yeah. Because I was like, you know, when you leave audition and you sucked and you're like, well, I suck. I'm not going to get that. I'm not going to get that. Yeah, yeah, if yeah. I get it, that's I do know insane. that feeling. That's a very familiar totally. feeling. Yes. But the <laughs> auditions where you do well, you're like, that's their fault. Yeah. If, if 100%. Totally. 100%. Or like yeah. stand up auditions where you crushed and you're like, they or have commercial auditions. Yes. Sometimes for commercial auditions, you could do, I like, I've done so great. Yeah. I walk out of there, even the director's in there, and, and yeah. they're like, yeah, that was hilarious. hilarious. Great job. Yeah. And it's literally like, okay, if I just don't look like the person they have, in their head literally I'm not gonna get it, it. doesn't matter how good i it's am it's a very zen feeling yeah you're like i crushed yeah there's nothing worse than like doing mediocre or less yeah at an audition you waste your time you feel weird yeah but if you leave and you're like i'm the shit mm-hmm. and i feel good about that and i'm a few years into comedy and i crushed my big first big audition mm-hmm. that's all that matters totally so then i put it out of sight i think i told a couple people in stand-up about it and then i was like uh, and then I had gone to Chicago to do a weekend of shows there. And on my flight back, I bought some Wi-Fi, logged in, and they had emailed me. Nice. Come to Atlanta. Amazing. Yeah. How, how long between you walking out of that second callback and getting that email? I think it might have been a week and a half. It might have cool. been Wednesday and then a week and a half. Cool. Maybe one week. I literally don't remember. Yeah. I need to start tracking these things a little yeah. better i don't remember for the memoir i don't remember yeah for you the gotta, memoir. You gotta like write it down I for, need the it memoir. for the memoir yeah and so they emailed me and the email i think was from annie and mccullough who was the original um casting producer and they were like we're flying you down to atlanta for a week of workshops to see how you fit right, with the right. cast and so then i'm like okay great more auditions yeah i didn't tell anyone i got it because it was when they say to see if you're a good fit, you're like, well, fuck. Yeah. No, that's no, definitely. That's a third callback. Totally. Yeah. So I didn't really tell, I told a couple people, I told like the booker of the club that I work at the most, New York comedy club. I was like, I may or may not be back in one day or a month. Mm-hmm. So just yeah. let you know, yeah. I only told a couple people and then we had a week of workshops, the hotel room thing that, or the conference room yeah. thing we did. Yeah. We had a week of those oh literally like 9am to 5pm. And that's where they're cutting people still. Right. 
Yeah, like the first day, Niall, he's executive producer. For those who don't know, he circles us all up in a huge group, and he's like, just to let you know, the circle is way too big. Oh, we, my God. <laughs> not all of you are staying. Oh. And you're like, oh, my God. Jeez. What the fucking fuck, dude? Wow. I haven't, I'm like, I'm 27. I'm too old for this. Yeah. Uh, this is not soccer. This yeah. is, <laughs> I, I just quit my job. I had quit my job for this because I was like, um, well, I had a finance job until... January of that year and then I did a part-time job until the audition and then I quit that and I was like it was more than anything I was like this needs to work out just because I just quit my job for this. nice that yeah was the for motivation. sure oh you got to push the universe in yeah, that direction you can't Absolutely. go back to New York and get an office job no after flubbing this up no no so the workshops I like tried very very hard did you come into the workshops well written the same way you came into that uh, I had audition? more I had a lot of bars ready yeah less i didn't know about the song games i didn't know about like r and beef and like trapping out i didn't know about all mm-hmm. those i was very confused when we started playing those the first activity we did was a song game and uh, i was like is this for what i didn't know it was on the show i didn't know yeah, they did yeah. songs on the show so yeah, yeah 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 so we had to do like a song about spraying roaches and it was like i think it was Classic. me swag javen and a guy named King Los, R.I.P. No longer here on mm-hmm. the show. I mean, yep, yeah, yep, still alive though. <laughs> still alive. Hopefully, fully alive. I hope you're doing well. I hope you're, he's doing fine. Yeah. So we did a show about getting sprayed, and like they, like my dance moves were so off that Niall was like, "You keep doing you." Nice. Everyone else, you, your dance moves need to be on. Maddie can do whatever she wants. Oh, and so that's that great. kind of was like relaxed me a little bit, and I yeah. was like, oh, "I don't need to fit in with exactly what everyone's doing as long as I have my own." funniness yeah they won't be yeah. worried about me yeah you know because you see him be like your choreography is off we you we don't we know that you are in a different world yeah you know yeah yeah that's cool and that was the first game so i was like okay as long as i kind of be am i am funny but i don't have to fit in with like hitman and you know like yeah cool guys cool with guys. swag and totally like or i'm not like be simone and be, and yeah being sexy, sexy. like yeah, like yeah, yeah. Hot and like yeah, totally. Yeah. I can just like be my stand-up self, but mm-hmm. in the lens of Wild and Out. Yeah, that's so cool. So that was pretty encouraging. That's cool. That was a big learning experience for me too, because yeah. I I came in to that first workshop day yeah. like, oh okay, I, you know, I've grown, I grew up around people yeah. like this. I I get yeah. that. I play basketball my whole life, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, um, so I get that whole like swag and persona type yeah. thing. And then I was like, I started to notice like, wait, where's I'm not doing like what I think is yeah. funny and yeah. being like physical and goofy and yeah, silly. Yeah, yeah. Um, I considered the whole shoot kind of my workshop yeah, in a way, definitely. uh, cause I was just learning from everybody yeah. and trying to figure out what I could bring that's yeah. different. And, uh, it was awesome. It was a great experience. Yeah. It was really cool. Um, so hopefully I can keep building on that. But so now you went through the workshop and then was the shoot in Atlanta directly after that? Yeah. So it was attached to the workshop. So by the end of the workshop, they were just like, okay, um, tomorrow, we're going to set and we're going to do wardrobe. And there was no like, congratulations. You're the yeah, yeah. <laughs> they were just like, yeah, you're going. Isn't that funny? I, I was like, I'm I've heard the same thing here? from people yeah. who have gotten all these others. My buddy, Luke Knoll got SNL. Okay. Yeah. Uh, do you know Luke? Is he on now? He was on for one season, okay. two or three years ago. Okay, White dude yeah, that yeah. played guitar, but never played guitar on the show. Okay. Weird. Uh, but hilarious guy yeah. and everybody loves him. I think he's originally a Chicago dude. Okay. So he had, he had a really similar story. Yeah. And then my buddy Morgan was on, um, that, uh, comedy funny off or so it had like a really Joking bad off. name. Joking off on MTV. 
No, it oh. was on NBC, and it was like a comedy talent show. I know what you're talking with Chrissy Teigen. Yes. yes, yeah, he was on that. I forgot what it was called. Yeah, but it had like find a bad funny, name. Find the funny. Find the funny. Something find like your that. funny. Something like yeah. that. And uh, he had like a similar story. It's yeah. never what yeah. you think it is. I literally it's thought never there was like, gonna be like balloons, balloons, and like, confetti, and like my first episode, I had to be like, "This is my first time being on TV," and they're like, "Really? Yeah." There was no like, yeah, yeah, you're gonna yeah. be on TV. It was yeah. like very like. No one in New York knew I was there. Yep. It was a very isolated. Dude, that's how I felt. hundred percent. Late night sets. You're like, I'm going up. Have you done a late no. night set? No. Okay. I, same. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I would assume that has a little bit more like. Oomph. And yeah. Because like, yeah, is... it's like a legacy type thing. Totally. maybe. And, like, and it's a solo. It's a solo when thing. When you're part of a cast, there's less. Yeah. Um, there's yeah. less congratulations. Yeah. It's just like, oh yeah, fuck you. Get in your spot. Get in your spot. You know? Yeah. Uh, which is kind of cool in a way. I, I think it helps take away any nerves that I yeah, have. Yeah, I agree. Because it's just like, yeah, you're you're working. This yeah. is what you're supposed to be doing now. Yeah, totally. So let's just, let's just do it. Yeah, you're part of like a bigger thing. Mm-hmm. And um, then when you do go do a late night set, you're like, I've been on there. I've been... Yeah. I've been on camera. Yeah. I've been on stages. I've humiliated myself uh, in a different environment. What's five minutes of jokes? Right, right. Is a, is a late night spot something that you've wanted to do for a while? I don't know. I've been thinking about it recently because, um, like before, no, but mm-hmm. lately I'm like, yeah, maybe it could be a good way to like grow up my image of yeah. my comedy. But then again, it's not one of my top six goals yeah. right now. You're like, okay, if someone said, let's do that, I'd be like, all right, let's work on it. But the yeah. whole like running the five minutes for months Oof. and like detaching your emotions from it. I see the value of it, but I also don't think it's within my um, agenda for the next two years. Cool. Cool. That's a cool realization. Yeah, I'm trying to, to do like more like just regular TV stuff Yeah, and just have fun with stand up mm-hmm. and like audition for JFL and stuff, but not be a late night stand up girl yeah you know what i mean like, i do i do 100 you know, like, while now you want to pivot to like more just regular tv yeah and just like sell out rooms and just have a great time doing stand-up but yeah. not have stand-up be my main and you want to act more yeah cool yeah doing a late night spot used to be like a number one goal for number me one, for like yeah. a couple years yeah. and it, w- it was it was up there because i thought that was like yeah the way to tell the industry you exist it and was, get your yeah. following get your yeah. credit but then I had a couple of videos go like super viral yeah. and I looked at people who had done late night sets yeah. and I was like, oh, you guys, I just like quadrupled what yeah. you got totally. with one it's silly insane. video. Yeah. And now all these people are coming out to see me yeah. and I can kind of use that as a credit, you, you know? Um, so it's an interesting yeah. like change in this world. Yeah. Especially when you can also just film a set. Yeah. And put on YouTube yeah. and have it go places. And grow your own channel. Yeah. And grow your own pages. Yeah. Yep. So like if you have five minutes and no one's emailing you back, you might as well just film it. Yeah. There's so many different ways to produce your own stuff mm-hmm. that, okay, so you film Colbert, it comes out in a year. Like they have a delay right. too. Right, and right. There's also like... Um, cover it. They want to see exactly what you're saying. They want to see the transcript of your set. It definitely takes the emotion out of it. I don't think yeah. it used to be like that. I don't think Ellen had to go through a million people to get her first late no. night set on. No. I, I think they just saw five minutes and were like, yeah, yeah. come do that in yeah, two come weeks. Do that. It used to be more casual. Yeah. 
And now it's a little bit more. It's a little control. Yeah. Especially for some of those shows. I've heard yeah. stories of some of them yeah. having like writing input on, writing on your input. stuff and like yeah. changing your words and things words. like that. To yeah, the no point good. where you're just like a robot up there. Yeah. 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 That sounds like a nightmare. Yeah. Um, but cool. What, what, uh, how, how did you do during the pandemic? You, did you survive? I know we talked yeah, about that for a little bit. Yeah, it was bit. hard because 2020, I thought was going to be my year. Yeah. If I'm not kidding. <laughs> I thought 2018 was going to be my 2018, year. 2018. And then 19. And, and then 20. And then 20. And now 20, <laughs> 2022, I think, is going to be popping there for you me. Go, yeah. <laughs> no, you, got, you had, you. I would say your year was when you got wilded out, right? Yeah. Well, it was weird because I got wilded out, but the episodes didn't air till like April 2020. So it was oh, a weird. Oh, sure, sure. That's Telling right. people I'm on TV, only had the pictures to prove it, not knowing right, how right. I'm going to look. And then I filmed, <laughs> I think I told you this, I filmed another season and nothing had aired yet. Oh. So I was filming my second season of Wild Out and I still didn't know what I looked like, looked on, like TV. on TV. Yeah. I didn't have like fans from the show. Yeah. And then this third season, I had no audience. So I yeah. still have yet to have a season where people in the audience know me. Not that it right. made any difference. They still laugh no matter what. But you see like the confidence of like B. Simone when she goes up. People are like, ooh, yay, there she is. <laughs> boyfriend. So, yeah, boyfriend. Yeah. So it was a weird existential year of like I was getting all these followers, but I was inside my apartment living in filth. No stuff. <laughs> Because I thought like this was like, my plan for 2020. I thought my episodes were going to air yeah. and I was going to bring a camera guy to all my shows. Andrew Scholes it. Yep. Like caption the clips. Bing, bang, boom. Grow from there. Yep. But then the episode started airing and I'm just like at home and I've never been in like sweatpants a content eating banana bread. In sweatpants yeah. eating banana bread. Yeah. Making sourdough and you're like, fuck. Yeah. Crying it, into it. Yeah. Yeah. It yeah. sucked for a while. I made yeah. the most of it. I did a ton of Zoom shows. I made stupid content and now only now am i like oh i see how to make good stuff mm -hmm. but it was definitely hard have you ever been have you ever had an interest in making digital content like sketch or like yeah. short form videos or like reaction videos the way some people do or anything pre like that? pre pandemic i was like i'm good at stand up and that's my thing sure sure and then pandemic i was like okay i see the value of the internet yeah and then it <laughs> took a year of like back and forth between those and then i think when i think a lot of us in new york stand-ups were like okay when everything reopens that's when i'll feel great about it and then april came and all the clubs reopened and i did two weeks of shows and i was like yeah it doesn't hit like it used to don't get me wrong mm -hmm. i love going out i love grinding but when you see the value of someone like tim dylan murdering mm -hmm. on the internet yeah you're like okay i can't that yeah. it took during the whole pandemic, we were all like, yeah, but I'm a stand-up. and But it was stand-up coming back for me that was like, oh, no, I need to focus. You need to be more, more than a stand-up. Yeah. And more, and I've done all the digital stuff. I've done the TikToking, blah, blah, blah. But I need to be more like, um, what's the word? Mm, thoughtful. Mm. More agenda-based with it, I think. Sure, and sure. Calculated? Calculated. Yeah. Like more scheduled and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. And I think like that's my goal for the next year cool is to pop off a little bit more on socials yeah uh i think especially with the show i mean I, you you you've had a lot of clips online from the show mm -hmm. so that's already gotten you some like social media yeah. clout yeah. and then this next season will get you even more because you yeah. had a bunch of great moments yeah um but yeah the the i was always kind of the opposite of that which is interesting I, I i've been making videos forever mm -hmm. uh just as long mm -hmm. as i've been doing stand-up yeah. if not a little bit longer yeah and i never really had like best friends in the stand-up world mm -hmm. like i had friends but i never i never valued the 
networking hang yeah. part of it mm-hmm. like some people would go to the comedy store every night yeah all totally. week and not get up yeah, yeah, yeah just to be friends and get into that family right. and that's fine that's yeah. totally cool never interested me yeah respectfully um but i would always be like no i'm not gonna do that. i'm gonna go edit yeah or i'm gonna go Definitely. write some sketches yeah. and then when the pandemic hit i doubled down on everything mm-hmm. went from one video every two weeks to two videos every week mm-hmm. and that grew everything uh, and then now coming back into stand up, I don't even have interest in like doing open mics really anymore. Yeah. I want to, I'd love to do like spots yeah. and longer spots, mm-hmm. but, um, I just feel like the, with the way everything is becoming digital, uh, if I can get on the road more for my own shows yeah. and film those mm-hmm. and put stand up out that totally. way and, and work on it that way. Yeah. Uh, that feels way better than what yeah. I was doing pre-pandemic, which was like, okay, let me do two spots a night. Yep. I got to get out there. Yeah. got to be in the mix, you in know, the mix. in the mix. It's hard. Yeah. It's like a balance. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's like the balance between New York and LA, the vibes of both of those, yeah. you know, like yeah. New York is all about the grind and like, okay, but if you're not getting up six times a night, what are you? And then right. LA is more like internet a little bit. Totally. So it's like a balance totally. between the two. Yeah, I see a lot of people in LA that um, do stand up kind of more in a hobby sense yeah. and not really mm-hmm. super serious, but project themselves as being right. super serious right. stand ups, yeah, if yeah, that yeah. makes sense. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, you know, here's my show list for yeah. the next two weeks. Right. And it's like the same bar <laughs> yeah. every night because yeah, they, they host a show. It. Yeah. 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 Um, and, and then. In New York, it's uh, it's people who have like <clears throat> like fifty shows 50. in a week. Yeah, but who's who who's your audience? I I think totally. Sometimes, That's you know, the like, other thing. If you're not is growing like, an audience, uh, literally, oh, you're on it. You're on a hamster wheel. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. You're just kind of running in circles. You are. So there's definitely a balance. I think we're all trying to figure out. Definitely what a balance. That is. I do feel like in New York, you get in front of all the people you need to, and then you're like, okay, what's the next step? Mm-hmm. Um, because Mark Norman, Samuel, they've all seen us all. What's going on here? Yeah. But then you get to LA, and literally my first couple of days in LA, some people are like, "Oh, I'm on this show. I'm on this show," and you're like, "Oh, okay. What's going? <laughs> yeah, yeah. What's going on here?" Yeah. Pe- yeah. People see that you have like a big following, and they're like, "Oh my god." Yeah. Oh, you're a person. Literally. Want to be my friend? I had the exact thing happen to me, and I was like uncomfortable to, but I was also like. should i move here (laughs) very interesting did somebody look at your instagram and be like oh she literally went like this she i I was like i'll tell you my handle and she says she typed in and then she went wait (laughs) you're like (laughs) and it was very interesting was this a comic Mm -hmm. Mm, you have to tell me who after i'll tell you after yeah yeah her jaw dropped funny because i don't i don't drop i don't drop tea until people ask yeah you know absolutely i don't i'm not credits forward yeah 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 same yeah i'm uh, i'm i'm interested in how to use this show as a credit moving forward yeah because I, I don't know i guess i gotta wait for the shows to come out yeah that's that's kind of what i did i kind of yeah. like i got more headlining gigs after i booked it and showed that i was on it but mm-hmm. they were like low-key gigs and then once the well now it's only post quarantine Mm-hmm. So I st- also still am figuring out how to use the credit. Yeah. 
Did you come up through acting or anything before you started doing stand-up in New York? Not really. I did like musical theater in high school, but... That's right, because you sang during one of the things, and everybody was like, what the fuck? Listen, like I said... That shit was good. I'm not credits forward. (laughs) Keep my cards close. (laughs) Yo, that was so good. (laughs) And then Nick made you guys do it again. And I I even thought, okay, there's no way she does Mm -hmm. that again. Mm-hmm. Not in like a bad way. Yeah, I yeah. wanted you. I want yeah, you to succeed. Yeah, totally. But <laughs> we're not in competition. Yeah. And and then you hit it again. Boom. It was crazy. Consistency is key. Did, so <laughs> you and and I could see other people on stage shocked yeah. at that. Have you had you <laughs> sang on the show before or um, told anybody that you could hit some notes? Uh well, I did an Ariana Grande impression once, and mm-hmm. I did like the whistle that was like, <laughs> and then I think there was one other song where I sang, but I didn't sing like that. Yeah. Before. And maybe it was because Jesse was on this song. So I was Jesse Wu. Yeah. So I was like, okay. And she's maybe, got pipes. Maybe, she has pipes. She's got pipes. Um, yeah. I also, yeah, I never really sang before, but it, I was in like chorus and stuff in high school. Okay. But I wasn't ever the best. I have passable singing. Uh, it sounded great. Thank you. <laughs> it sounded Thank you. great. Yeah. And then in college, I didn't do any acting or anything. I was the editor of the newspaper, not to brag. So was I. Oh, shit. I swear to God. Really? Yeah. Where'd you in, go to school? In, uh, I was at UC Santa Cruz for two years. Yeah. Um, but I started doing the paper at UC Santa Barbara for oh my, my second gosh. two years. Mm-hmm. I was sports editor in high school. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Were you the editor-in-chief at Santa Barbara? No, sports editor. Again. Oh, okay, okay, mm-hmm. okay. Yep. I was the editor-in-chief. Congratulations. I like the That's sports really guys cool. because they're very straightforward, and they just go to the volleyball games yeah. and report on the we stats. We did our work, and then yeah. we got drunk. Yep. That was it. That's great. Was your Our college newspaper was so fun. It was so it was fun. So it was fucking so fucking fun. It was like too. a frat. Oh, yeah. totally clicky. We would get black the fuck out. Yeah. yeah. Oh my god, yeah. it's so cool. That was like and one they, of my favorite college memories. Was oh, doing yeah. the newspaper. So corny. Yeah. And you're like, I just think like Rebecca has been slacking. Yeah. Like her word count is low. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Her formatting is off center. I don't know what she's doing. What does this lead? I literally had to go into her InDesign and line up all her columns. I was like, okay, Queen, is this your first first season? Oh, shit. (laughs) So dumb. That's hilarious. So dumb. And literally, no one on campus reads the newspaper. You act like you're the most integrity based. Right, right. So stupid. It, It was fun. The first year I did it, I was just a reporter and I was also yep. doing the radio station too. Oh yeah. The radio, uh, which yep. was fun. Yeah. And I was just a reporter the first year. And then the second year, me and my buddy were co-editors in chief. So we were doing oh, the yeah. layout every day. Totally. We got paid a stipend. I don't know we if you guys We got a stipend. Yeah. Ours um, was weekly paper though. I think ours was, ours was daily. Yeah. We yeah. Had, I went to a tiny school. Wow. So we had a weekly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think ours was daily or was it weekly? I'm pretty sure it was daily. Yeah. It was daily. Cause we had this, uh, this, comic called armchair quarterback where we would make yeah. um one like a one-liner sports joke okay every week yeah, we'd yeah. have to rewrite that joke uh and uh it was so fun we mm-hmm. just, just drink and have pizza so and yep. just get hammered and, yeah um man what a fun time what was your paper called ours is corny so the school i went to is in upstate new york mm-hmm. and it used to be a normal school and normal is what in like the 20s it would be a, a school for teachers oh, okay like, women would go i'm going to normal school uh, that was the school for teaching uh-huh, uh-huh. and so the newspaper is the lamron it's normal backwards <laughs> fun it's like air one that's which fun. is nowhere, nowhere backwards yep, so yep, fucking dumb yep, that's very dumb yeah but that's cool that's yeah fun. and so i was like you i was the editor of the features section mm-hmm. and then i was the editor-in-chief junior and senior year 
That's cool. Yeah, it was cool. It gives you like an intense work ethic. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it really did. Did yeah. you do any writing previously? What got you interested in that? When I was in high school, I thought I wanted to be um, like a s- journalist. I thought Same. I wanted, yeah. It's a, and then in the high school newspaper, I would write like satire opinion columns. Oh, cool. I would like make fun of Ugg boots and like, yeah. I made fun of like do's and don'ts of prom. And I said, don't be the guy in the white tux. And the guy who wore the white tux got mad at me. That's hilarious. Drama. That's so funny. So I did that kind of stuff. And I wrote like a really corny, like goodbye to Clarence High School letter yeah. that someone sent me recently. So dumb. Uh. And then. <laughs> When I got into college, I thought I was going to continue that, and they tore me to shreds when uh-huh. I tried to write, like, a takedown of Starbucks. Because <laughs> when you're in college, people are writing, like, the Iran war. And right, like, right, right, yeah. <laughs> down with... Um, down with the, was, the patriarchy. Down with the critique of Obama. I'm like, right. I like Obama. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so then I had to, like, shift, and I, then I did features, and I put, like, a, a, a comedic, kind of, like, poked fun at, like frat life on campus and stuff like that oh that's cool and then it turned into the when i do stuff i go like fucking hard i can't yeah. casually do things so yeah. once i started editing the feature section i was like i'm gonna be the editor-in-chief of this newspaper cool and my interest in becoming a journalist went down every year but i was like i'm gonna be the top of the lamb run yeah so fucking you were hard. already on a trajectory yeah you had the same momentum. with one yeah literally yeah. when i started stand-up i was like i'm gonna be i'm gonna go fucking hard yeah and now you hate it yeah. yeah. Now I'm like, <laughs> I have like a three year limit with things. <laughs> While and out, I started, I was like, I don't know what I'm doing here. And then I was like, we're doing this. We're doing it. So stupid. Yeah. I, yeah. Might be like my ADHD that just like kicks in heavily. But then, sure. and then after, so when I moved to New York City, I had never done comedy before, but, I, and I didn't know anything about it. I just knew like I was in New York. So let's try it. So I started with improv. Oh. For like two months. And this is directly after college. One year after. Okay, cool. I lived in Rochester for a year working, and then I moved to New York, messed around for a bunch of months, and then I was like, let's just do... I got the UCB notification on my Twitter, mm, and I signed mm-hmm. up for 101. Cool. And so I did the 101, and it was pretty fun. I was pretty good at it. Um, but then I started stand-up, and I was like, we're done here. Yeah. Because... So you didn't do improv at all after that? I think I did 201, but, but, but after I started stand-up, my interest wasn't... In fully there it became clear to me that i had to go full in on one or the other and i was like missing classes for used to be because i was tired and i was also working and yep it was just pretty clear to me that to make the most of the money i was putting into improv and to like go full in like try to get on a house team and stuff i was gonna have to like do less stand-up yeah and i was like let's just go a full stand-up yeah 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 it was a pretty it wasn't a hard decision but i was like i see how this works yeah, it, it, that's kind of the same out here. Although a lot of people do crossover probably more than yeah. New York. Because yeah. I think New York is much more stand-up folk. It's the mecca New York of is like, oh, so, you do improv too? That's interesting right, how you right. take a night off of stand-up. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. yeah. And yeah. LA is like, hey, you should take an improv yeah. class. It'll maybe you know help you get on totally. a sitcom. <laughs> yeah, totally. Um, yeah. yeah, and in my... In my UCB class, there was actors, and I told them I did stand-up, and they were like, oh, that's great for your resume. And I'm like, what are you talking about? Yeah. But that is what people say out here about improv. Yep. They say you should do improv because it's great for your resume. Totally. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it doesn't... It's not. It doesn't matter. It's fun. (laughs) It's It's fun fun. to do. Yeah. But um, 
So, yeah, it was just hard because it's like a class that people pay for and it was a very corporate setting. Yeah. And once you start doing stand up in basements with like kind of more real people who yeah. smoke cigarettes and <laughs> carry little notebooks around, yeah. you're like, I-, I don't think I'm meant for this happy right. place where there's a wall covered in polka dots and right. blah, blah, blah. Right, right, right. Yeah. Um, yeah, you know what's funny is I started improv and then a month later started doing stand up. Yeah. And I kept doing them both, mm-hmm. like, until I was done with both of the schools of improv and so i would come into open mics where everybody was like that smoking cigarettes and like with two cigarettes in each ear and you know a little notebook and just hating the world and walking up on stage and only laughing at their friends and that's a vibe in itself for sure those people are probably still doing that at the tribal cafe in echo park and it's all good um but i would come in like i was like fresh faced like Mm -hmm. happy and high energy and shit Mm -hmm. and uh it did not help me make any friends. Yeah. I made like no friends. I made, I think one friend total yeah. and I wouldn't get laughs yeah. when I did stand up. And if I did get laughs, it was like, a yeah. they were laughing at me, right. not like at the jokes. Right. Um, but I kind of like started to build up this, this like that shell, you yeah. know what I mean? That shell of like, I don't really give a fuck about you yeah. guys. I'm doing this for me, not right. for you. This is an open mic. Yeah. Because when I would go to a show, like even a little show at Flappers or mm-hmm. something in front of a proper crowd, I would get laughs. Yeah. So I started to be like, okay, I'm not going to do this for the laughs at yeah. the open mics. I'm right. going to do the open mics so that I can work on the performance right. on my own yeah. and then bring that to a show where there's real people. Right. And now I'm getting laughs at a real mm-hmm. show with a real audience. So fuck all these open mic people. Yeah, fuck these open mic um, people. Yeah. So it really made me choose my friends really mm-hmm. carefully, and yeah. it turned me off of the whole hang aspect of it. Yeah, um, I've but, never been a big hanger. It, there's always yeah. just better things you can be doing, and it, I have never seen a booker say, "Oh, you've been hanging here a lot. Can you show me <laughs> what you do?" <laughs> it's good to hang. After, hey, I noticed you hanging I last you hanging. week. I think once you get past at a club, it's good to say, "Hey, I'm here." Right. But just hanging without them ever seeing your stuff, it's not going to get you anywhere. No, yeah. no, no, it won't. Yeah, it won't. Um, so I was never a big fan of that. Uh, and with improv, there is no hanging. No. Really. You just yeah. kind of go. You're either in the class or you're in the yeah. show, but you're not really yeah. like hanging too yeah. much. Um, but I did love doing improv while I was doing it. And it turned into sketch slowly at Groundlings. Yeah. And that's what I really loved the most yeah. was, was sketch. Yeah. Have you done any sketch or like live stage sketch or had any barely, interest in that? Barely, barely, barely. I only have written some stuff for, um, there's like a few production companies of people our age in New York who like mm-hmm. want to produce everything you write. So I've done stuff through them. I used to have a web series and then I'll do any sort of sketch that people ask me to be in. Cool. Yeah. But I okay, need cool. to get into it more. Yeah. 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 When I come out to New York, I'm doing shows there in the fall. So we'll, we'll shoot some stuff. Yeah. It'd be great. Yeah. I've been talking to Ryan Long about yeah, doing, yeah, yeah. doing some things. Yeah. That'd be great. Yeah. I'll do anything people ask me to do. And that's the same thing with like the pandemic hitting. You realize like, oh, I might've been focusing too hard yeah. on stand up. And when you audition for things, people... Like if you audition for JFL or a showcase, they pick you out based on the current climate. Right. And so. Right. I will not be getting chosen <laughs> for very many things. Yeah. And it's <laughs> um, where they say, oh, we get one. We've already had it. I've heard someone say they told me I'm not getting JFL because they already have enough. Not me personally. Some, someone told me 
my manager told me I'm not getting JFL because they already have enough women who talk about drinking. And it's like, it's totally wild. So you can't emotionally, I feel like it's not sustainable to emotionally say like, I'm going to get this, this and this. Yeah. You have to kind of diversify. Yeah. Just for psychological reasons. Yeah. Yeah. To keep your own brain level headed. Yeah. When you hear them say stuff like that, Mm -hmm. you're like, okay, I'm not going to, I'm not going to give you my emotions. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I, I was at a, uh, Comedy festival. It was actually at the West Side Theater okay, in yeah. Santa Monica, maybe four twenty seventeen ish. And they had a panel of agents and managers, and they were taking questions about like the industry and yeah. what's changing. And it was right around the time the Me Too movement was like at yeah. its peak, and they were talking about like what uh, the industry is like quote looking for now. Yeah, and one of the agents who's like a big agent he was like hey you know i'm just gonna let you guys know right now like i've literally been told to not sign straight white guys and if anybody here and i say this not as a joke but if anybody here is uh, a gay or queer um muslim uh female yeah we want to talk to you wow and i was like holy shit he just put that out there like with yeah. no like so openly yeah. and i'm glad he did mm-hmm. it it like kind of messed with my head for a minute i was like what the fuck wait yeah. why isn't isn't funny funny why can't we all yeah. just be funny and yeah. just whoever's funny should get an opportunity right. but then i was like okay no this is i was still in that learning phase of mm-hmm. like okay how do i yeah, yeah, pivot yeah. in this totally. world yeah um and it was such a huge light that went off in my head i was yeah. like okay well you know the straight white guy mm-hmm. you know that's not necessarily what a lot of people are looking for. Yeah. That's fine. Let's just focus on being funny. Yeah. Um, it's relatively freeing. It is. Because you're like, okay, it I'm is. not going to chase something Yeah. if you're just going to pull it up every time I try to grab it. Right. Like, that. thank right. you for telling me that. Right. Because then 10 years later, you're, you're on your 10th audition for something and you feel like you're losing your mind. Yeah. And it is frees up space for you to be like okay well if you're not gonna fuck with me i'll just i'll fuck with me yeah and then go from there yeah and then they then they'll come come chasing you at some point yeah exactly yeah you gotta let the bag chase you you let the bag who said chase that you. i think dc said that yes last week that exactly. dude is the funniest person i've ever so seen funny. live holy so shit good. yeah he is so funny the three of them are amazing 85 south i didn't i had no idea carlos was that nice in person yeah. too i had so no nice. idea yeah um but dc like we were talking about this too mm-hmm. during the workshop thing or whatever uh that guy deserves the world yeah. of comedy i know you know he should be hosting snl literally 100%. If John Mulaney is hosting SNL, Literally. DC Young Flash should be hosting he SNL. He has more followers. He has more him. followers. Yeah. He could, he's more probably dynamic yeah. as a performer. I know. It's insane. Um, Man, dude, I just I couldn't get over it when I was watching him do like making facial expressions or so being good. awkwardly yeah. goofy with his body. Yeah. And he also changes his voice yeah. in like a crazy way. Yeah. He talks like super polite Mm -hmm. and very uh clear yeah and then he'll dip back into a super southern slang and then he'll be like overly dramatic with stuff it's like the range that that guy has it's awesome insane yeah Yeah. it's really they're crushing it though they make so much money yeah the shows and podcasts and yeah it's the point where you're like yeah if snl asked them to host they would be like "I i don't think i can do that saturday yeah. Like, I, <laughs> yeah. like they're yeah. booked for yeah. years probably. Yeah, totally. That's that's the that's the goal of anyone. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. Is to say, hey, no. Yeah. Um did the did the pandemic change your comedy at all going through that year? 
Um, Did you start to shift in the way you like looked at things? I think so. I think it like... You know what it did? Like pre-pandemic, I was holding on to a bunch of material because I was like, um, I was growing less because in New York, there's like, you know, there's like comics in the back or there's around the corner. There's always like, oh, JFL season or um, Clusterfest season or sure. like all of this stuff. And then pandemic, I was like, I just kind of want to keep growing and writing. And I'm done like Friday night, only tight material. Right. Like I'm done we're trying new stuff. So I think it broadened my um, interest in doing new stuff and like n- not holding on. Like we all get this mentality of like, oh, I have my tight stuff. Like until someone wants me to put this on TV, I have to hold on to it. Like, no. Yeah. And we don't trust that we will make even better stuff because yeah, we don't give ourselves yeah, yeah. the opportunity. Yeah. So I kind of loosened in that way. Cool. And I do think I have some more some new bits that are a little bit more creative and cleaner. I definitely leaned on some kind of like shock stuff before. And mm-hmm. now I have way more stuff that's kind of just funny and, and clean. And that makes me excited to like go on the road more because cool. when you do longer sets and you have like sex joke after sex joke by like minute 25, you're like, it's okay, tiring. it's a little one note. Yeah. 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 So I was able to expand into different material cool two um i did a lot of tiktoking this past what did, year what did you do on tiktok just jokes and little like stand-up tiny, type jokes kind of kind of like rants to the camera oh cool and like um 10 second videos that are like this is my impression of blah 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 mm-hmm. like little tiny jokes like that and so i think that expanded my repertoire a little bit more too did you grow on tiktok from yeah. Doing all that? yeah i think i have almost 100k oh that's great yeah that's great it's that's a hard awesome. one though because like again with like wild and out i didn't do anything at all mm-hmm. so but to grow to grow on tiktok without having any credits to boost you or anything yeah that's pretty cool it was it's pretty cool it's an that's interesting dope. algorithm yeah that allows for you to be seen by more people than if you're just tweeting or something like that yeah 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 yeah, yeah. Did my comedy change? Yeah, I think I'm relaxed. I'm a lot more relaxed mentally. I feel like a lot of people yeah. got that way. A lot of people, when they were forced to like not do comedy, yeah. became more relaxed about yeah. doing it. Totally. I wonder, I, and I wonder what that is. Because like I'm way more relaxed now on stage. I think it's the worst thing that we could have ever happened to us other than dying. Yeah. So you're like, okay. Yeah. Well... Fuck everyone else. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> I'm going to do what I want to do mm-hmm. tonight. And yeah. I'm going to get rid of the meanness I have toward myself mm-hmm. when I try to joke and it doesn't work and stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. You're like, just like, oh, fuck it. Fuck it. I'm moving on. And like you all, like I'm not here for anyone else but me. So mm-hmm. if I do a show and like I bring my notebook up or something, I'm like, listen, I'm, I don't care that this person's in the back of the room. I did a show and I did like all new stuff and afterwards Emma Willman was there mm-hmm. and she was like, uh, that was amazing to watch. I was like, oh shit, she's here to work. And I'm oh, like, cool. the, everyone's here. No one is sitting in the back like, hmm. No one's here to judge. Yeah. You and get if to they certain, are, you're not going to, you're not going to, you're not going to grow. You're, yeah. yeah. You're going to stay judging people forever. Totally. Yeah. So you learn like, you're also like get to a point where you're like, oh, I'm established. Mm-hmm. I don't need to do the old A hits. 
just because yeah. she's here. She knows I'm good. Yeah. And yeah. if she doesn't, she will at some point. Like, yeah. Yeah. That's an interesting curve. That's a cool yeah. curve to yeah. go around. I feel yeah. like I'm, I might, I'm hitting that yeah. like now. Same with Wild and Out this season. I was like more relaxed because I was like, they know that I've crushed two seasons. So maybe stop freaking the fuck out. Right. over everything right you right, know right yeah the, my second season i was like all right i gotta do it again because i did yeah. i had a really good first season and then this season i was more relaxed and you were tried to just have fun. super relaxed you were yeah. a vet i mean you're a vet at yeah. this point pretty much Three, yeah. you, this was your third season yeah 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 how many seasons has jacob been on the show I don't know. a lot like right eight like plus, eight i think yeah, yeah 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 he's a vet too yeah um and he's also fucking hilarious yeah, he's great he's so funny um he's also he's funny just in like conversation we're, i know were you around the fire pit that night when he the sirens were going off uh, there was i don't so, think so a fire truck pulled up uh, oh some, yeah the fire alarm something went yeah, off yeah, yeah. the fire alarm went yeah. off and we were all looking over there and uh, there was a couple dudes like uh Tashawn and uh tyler and a couple others jj and uh the fire truck pulls up we're all looking over there like what the what's going on and mm-hmm. jacob so softly that only me and one other person yeah. heard it he goes uh i hope they don't find the dead bodies in my room oh my god he's so <laughs> and weird. Dude, the way he said it so was weird. so <laughs> hysterically funny we it. just died and no one else we c- you can't yeah. repeat that to anybody yeah. no it was funny he's it so, was really funny he's so funny yeah and dumb yeah in a good way yeah in a yeah, good yeah, way. yeah 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 um yeah that's cool that to to have that confidence in yourself coming out of everything and and to be going up on stage not for other people but just for yeah. you anymore yeah you're like you know? i got an agenda here yeah i don't give yeah. a fuck i'm here to work they do. you yeah. know this isn't a showcase yeah and also even if it was fuck you guys you fuck know what i mean in a way like yeah uh i i had a manager for a year mm-hmm. when i was first starting off i was way too fresh and yeah. new to have a management but she told me one thing that's always stuck with me is you have to have a sense of like um not giving a fuck yeah and not in a bad way, not like you're throwing away a set or yeah. throwing away a performance, but just like, it's like a, it's like a confidence thing. Yeah. It's not a narcissistic thing. No, no, no. It's yeah. not a, um, it's not a, a condescending thing yeah. to other people. It's just a sense of like knowing yourself yeah. and not giving a fuck about Definitely. all the pressure that people yeah. create and put on themselves. Totally. And it shows when you have that on you. Yeah. In a set, you're like, mm, so I have a boyfriend. Right. Hey, your voice like, is yeah. like that. And it doesn't come out naturally. Yeah. Yeah. I hate. I hate that. I hate when you can feel it, especially in like mm-hmm. an audition or a showcase. You're like, I'm fucked. Yep. I felt that one time during mm-hmm. the taping. Um, I didn't feel it running out. Mm-hmm. I didn't feel it. The one time I felt it was in my very first joke. It was a baby mama joke. And okay. uh, I, I fumbled one of the words because mm-hmm. I was just ner- It was just like yeah, yeah, yeah. nervous. And as soon as I did it, I finished the joke and I walked back to the edge of yeah. the group and I was like, all right, yeah, got that out of the way. Yeah, totally. Done with that now. Yeah. And then the rest of the two weeks, I was like, I felt yeah. chill. Yeah, totally. Felt super chill. Yeah, it's just the first one. Yeah. Same with stand up. It's like that first line. Yeah. 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 And yeah. then the you first start line cooking. in a big set. Yeah. If the yeah. first line doesn't do well, sometimes you can get in your head. But yeah. if you're far enough along, you're like, let's keep going. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Yeah. But it felt good. It was a it was a really cool experience. Um, yeah. The And coming out of the pandemic, I, I got way more political with all my stuff. Oh, yeah. Which was interesting. Yeah. I, I hate politics. Yeah. I'm not political at all. Yeah. I got I like dove straight in yeah. to that shit. What was your um, motive? I was just frustrated at all the mm-hmm. news type stuff. My first motive was... Uh, 
that I hated the news and yeah. the way they just show you like things to make yeah. you mad and, mm-hmm. and hate other people. And every channel does it. CNN, Fox, and then the crazies like OAN and um, I guess CNN is a crazy yeah. now too. But uh, it started there and then it I got more in, into it with like COVID related mm-hmm. news type stuff. I was like, why? Lock, we locked down for like a month and a half yeah. and nothing's really changing. Mm-hmm. Uh, what are we doing here? Yeah. And then I start questioning that yeah and never really from like a conspiratorial point of view although i do love a good conspiracy yeah, theory. yeah totally um but it was more just from like a logic mm-hmm. and science point of view yeah. like what, the, what are we doing here yeah you know why are we right being told to not go outside right. and, and wear a mask yeah. when we're walking our dog alone you know what yeah. i mean it was stuff like that mm-hmm. that really kind of triggered me um and so i started making more videos like that and they started hitting and it was it was the reaction to those videos mixed with my like true passion yeah. for making those videos. Mm-hmm. So I, was, I didn't make the videos just to get reactions mm-hmm. and views. It was that mixed with oh I love this. Yeah. I'm, I'm figuring out right. what I want to say and how right. I want to say it. Yeah. And uh, I started trying to take aim at like anybody and every, anything. Yeah. Because in comedy, most people just take aim at like the right mm-hmm. when it when yeah. it comes to po- political totally. stuff. And I saw that and I'll, I'll bash on Trump mm-hmm. day and night, yeah. right? And his son and, and yeah. McConnell's turtle ass. But there was this whole other side that was doing dumb stuff mm-hmm. that was like left-leaning yeah. and no one was taking shots at yeah. them. And I was like, man, I just thought to myself, like, why, why is no one doing that? This is such a great opportunity. Mm-hmm. And so I started doing that yeah. a little bit with bagging on like Gavin Newsom, yeah, the yeah, governor yeah. of California yeah. and um, other people on the left mixed with people on the right and as soon as i did that i got branded by people as like a conservative mm. comic Never, by who uh, by I, like people online yeah and even friends from like high school like really? this this guy that i went to high school with who's a psycho in his own right but he uh he called me a conspiracy theorist in a wow. facebook comment oh my god which is funny he's a facebook. little weird yeah like a public <laughs> facebook comment yeah. and i was like dude call me you yeah, have my yeah, number yeah, we yeah, grew yeah, up totally. together dude yeah, yeah, yeah you have my phone number yeah um but it was uh, it was really interesting to see because I started cultivating this audience that was such a weird mix. Yeah. So every time I put out a video, you know, bashing uh, uh, Biden, mm-hmm. I'd get this influx of support. And then I would put out a video bashing, you know, uh, that Josh Hawley senator dude or yeah. Ted Cruz or whatever. Yeah, yeah. And then those people who had liked me previously would be like, yo, what are you doing, dude? Totally. What are you doing? Yeah, yeah, You're not supposed to do that. So weird. And I'm like, hey, I'm a clown. Yeah. You know what I mean? I'm a clown and yeah. I'm going to do it all. And that's why that's why some network shows have such a hard time because yeah. they go hard on Trump, but then they're, they know because of their numbers, they're not allowed to go hard on others. Which is so wild. So wild. It's so wild. And that's why people like Schultz have succeeded Mm -hmm. because he doesn't have any agenda with his shit. Totally. Um, So do you have a hard time like coming up with ideas that won't be polarizing to either side? Well, I've done so much that is polarizing. Like I've done so many videos that specifically bash on, you know, Gavin Newsom and, Mm -hmm. and Cuomo. Uh, and I've done videos that specifically bash on Mike Pence yeah. and Ted Cruz. Mm-hmm. And then I've done a ton of stuff that's a mix. Yeah. So I feel pretty evenly balanced. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but when it comes to certain topics, I definitely have beliefs that are probably polarizing. Like yeah. when it comes to like, you know, COVID, mm-hmm. I'm pretty like, let's just open up and stop yeah. fucking talking about this. Yeah, it's yeah, over. Yeah. It's done. Yeah. Let's get back to life. Yeah. 
Um, but then there's some social stuff where I'm like, yeah, you know, this issue exists yeah, and yeah, we got to yeah. talk about it. Yeah. So at this point it's, it's, I've gotten to a place where, um, if I think it's funny, I'm just going to do it and I'm not going to care mm-hmm. who likes it and who doesn't. Cause I know who I am yeah. and I know what my beliefs are. Mm-hmm. So that's been an interesting place yeah. to come to after never doing political stuff. Yeah. Like never up until 2020, the only topical stuff I did were dumb impressions mm-hmm. or like whatever's happening in hip hop culture yeah, yeah, yeah. or the NBA or some right. shit. Yeah. And now it's like, oh, okay, a new bill just passed <laughs> yeah. that, that I, and I know yeah. how the legislation works yeah, now. Yeah, like yeah, I didn't yeah. ever yeah. know that. Yeah. But it's also interesting to be coming out of wild and out because mm-hmm. it was like three weeks of silly yeah, and three weeks of just plain fun. Yeah. And I missed that so yeah. much. Totally. I got like fatigued yeah. from all the political stuff. Like yes. tired. It made my brain hurt. Definitely. It's very silly, very playful. Yeah. Totally different environment than even just stand up. And for me, when I went to wild and out, I had the roast battle background. So I was way too fucking mean. Yeah. Because I was like, I want to destroy him from his core. Yeah. And they were just like, yeah, your ass is flat. I'm like, yeah, but. (laughs) Wait, so so with roast battle jokes, how does that differ from like goddamn style jokes? It's like uh, roast battle is like white men calling you a slut in 20 different ways. Right, right, you. They'll get you at the core of. Your shit, like there was a guy whose grandpa killed himself or something. They're making jokes about that. They make jokes about autism, abortion. So they go deep and dark. Deep, like you send each other material about yourself. And it's like, you can talk about this, this, and this. Please don't talk about this. And who knows if they end up the way. Right, right, right. There's girls who have herpes. The main joke is they're herpes. If you're overweight, you're fucked. Yeah, you're fucked, yeah. (laughs) Um, The hardest people to roast are... Um, just like straight white men, you know, like mm-hmm. I roasted Matthew Broussard and that was very, Oh, hard. he's funny. Yeah, yeah. 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 But he like was pretty mean to me and all I could do was like, Oh, rapist closeted. Right. 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 Very hard. Right. So, um, but that's the roast battle vibes is like, they'll hit you in your core. Yeah. Is the delivery or the structure different? Yeah. Goddamn is more like silly, silly wins. You okay. know, like I called Cortez the reason my potato salad. Did, right. I did not expect it to do that well. But in roast battle, it's like the smart jokes are like, yeah, Maddie, um, Maddie's dad was a dairy farmer. Uh, I guess he brought his work home with oh, him. Like smart. Okay. Like smart one liner mm, yeah. type stuff. Whereas goddamn is like, you! Yeah, if you don't get your toothpaste ass, well, which would bomb in roast battle. <laughs> if someone tried to do that in roast battle, right. they, they would play the cricket sound. Roast battle is um to the death thank you thank you kirsten cunts you know like right right the the, like just rude as fuck yeah maddie uh there was one that i saw someone do about like wendy's in in sag not the not the union that's just how they describe her tits oh shit like that god like rude as hell oh man yeah that's so mean yeah and i think um you always have to think like what's best for tv yeah because i've had i've had stuff get cut that i'll tell you about after because i don't think i'm allowed to say Mm. but um, i wonder would you think i was allowed to say that what i just said I think so, yeah. You think that was okay? I I think so. I think so. I actually have no idea. Uh, Sixteen people will watch this. Mine so is fine. mine is a celebrity guest related. 
Oh, so I don't want to out her, but, um, so I think you're fine. But yeah, I always try to think of like what, cause you forget like a lot of young kids watch this. Yeah. So even when I'm doing jokes about like mm, swallowing cum and blah, 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 this might be too much for the producers might think like we're good on that, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Yeah. So it was interesting because I, I mean, I came in trying to write in a way that matched all these dudes Mm -hmm. who just smoke people on stage, you know, Carlos in the the goddamn is so fast and hilarious and all the stereotype stuff. So, um, I was like, does it, did anybody get like mad about that? I thought I started getting scared. Right, right, right. And right. he was like, no, 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 yeah, no. Yeah. We all thought it was hilarious. Yeah. But it probably won't make air. Yeah. That's all. Yeah. And uh, it, it had me nervous for like an hour or two that people were walking around like, oh, there's racist Brent over there. <laughs> Don't down. be nervous. Yeah, you you just have to... The main thing is just to keep being yourself. Yeah. And the more you do it, the more you'll figure out how to be yourself while also making stuff worthy of the episodes. Right, right. That's pretty right. much it. They yeah. never want people to change for because they like edgy yeah but sometimes they're just like yeah we can't yeah we can't play that yeah yeah there was one game they ended up cutting that i was actually pretty excited for which one the karen game oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah. that was fun in the in the, re- yeah, we the never workshop that. the workshop was really fun did we play that at all nope wow yeah. yeah but maybe next season um, there was enough references to Karen's. Yeah, that, you had a whole song. Yeah, it was so that, good that you're just like, yeah, we don't need, we don't need more. Karen. And I also think people weren't picking up on the game either. Yeah. So I think they were like, "There's too many new games." Yeah. There was a lot of new games, and I think people were already overwhelmed. Yeah. 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 But it was fun. So what do you have coming up? What's next for you? Well, in are you on the road? Um, what am I doing? New York, all of July, pretty much. And then August, I'm going to film a little thing at Zany's in Nashville. Oh, cool. Yeah. Like a special type thing? A little bit of a thing, selling some checks to Sirius XM. Hell yeah. And then the fall, not lined up yet. This was the big thing. This was cool. While and Out was the big thing that I had to get through. And now I'm like, whatever, bring mm-hmm. it on. Because I spent a whole year in the pandemic wondering if I was still funny. Yeah. And then once I got, <laughs> and then you're like, eh, yeah. the, the cancellation and then re-upping of the show, you're like, what's what's going on here? Right. So I was really nervous that it was going to be a lot different, but it ended up not being. So now on the other side of this, I'm like, just kind of get back into stand up, and yeah, that's cool. pretty much it. Cool. No big plans. That leaves room for big plans. Room though. for big plans. You're holding yeah. space for big plans. I'm submitting as my, my spiritual friends would say. Exactly. Yeah. You are holding space. I'm holding space. Mm-hmm. The space has yet to be filled. Good. And I look Keep forward. Holding that space. Yeah. And I have my own podcast, and that's pretty. That takes a lot, a lot of time. And yeah. You know, you forget that you're like, I don't have any bookings, and you're like, you forget you have all your own stuff going. Right. On. You're like, right. Who cares? Right. Yeah. 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 It's a different world these days. With yeah. The, with the biz. It is. Yeah. You fill up your own schedule. Yeah. You fill it up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's, cool. that's pretty much it. What about you? Uh, yeah, back on the road a little bit for the summer. Um, and then, I, I mean, I want to do like a bigger tour, but I, I'm still, I just don't have a booking agent or anything. Yeah, so it's tough to are... get in that mix. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to see what I can, what this show can be yeah. used to create other things. Totally. You know? Yeah. Um, so we'll see. But uh, cool. Where yeah. can people, where can people find you? Say that. You guys that can stuff. find me at so Maddie Smith on all medias yeah. and my podcast that time of the week, that time with of Maddie the week. Smith, I would have you on, but it's all women. It's all white women. Yeah. Yeah. 
No, not no, necessarily not. white. No, <laughs> I just said that in front of Cortez to make fun of him. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's all women. That's all fun. All women, yeah. That's cool. It's pretty fun. Yeah. It's a great. lot of work. Yeah, in a good way. Yeah. Cool. Keep holding that space, baby. Thank you, baby. All right. Love you. <laughs> See you guys. Thank you. And that's it, baby. Maddie Smith. Hilarious. Follow her. Uh, so, oh, so Maddie Smith? I, I do follow her, but I forget what she just said in the episode. It is... Um, so I think it's so Maddie Smith. It is so Maddie Smith. So Maddie Smith on Instagram. And her podcast is uh, that time of the week at that time of the week pod on Instagram. Check her out on Wild and Out. She has a ton of clips out right now already from the show on YouTube and on uh, Instagram. If you just search Maddie Smith Wild and Out on YouTube, you'll find all her funny moments and follow and support her. Um, support the sponsors, Buy Optimizers and Blue Blocks. Scrub back to the beginning of the episode and listen to those links and go to those links and buy the stuff so that they can give me money so I can keep making rent and creating fun stuff for you. Okay? Because that's the way the world works. Capitalism, baby. Have a good week, guys. See ya.